I was like, you need to make this appointment and we need to have everything that we need ready for this appointment to happen. We are running out of time. Welcome to another Hill Coast story. This episode, there's really no other way to do it. It has to be done as a story. And what you heard in the beginning is Adriel Ramos. He's one of the acquisition team members at the Hilco Homes uh, main office in San Antonio, Texas. And um, I sat down with him to interview him about his very first deal. He finally closed a deal after being with Hilco for, I don't know, something about five months. And he, he has been working this particular deal for almost three and a half of those five months. Um, and, and yeah, he's got other leads going on, but this one, this is a special one. This was a warm lead that it was in our podio system and it hadn't been touched on in a while. I think Hernando himself was trying to chase it down and uh, the seller had ghosted him. I don't know how he got the deal. So to give you a little bit of context, um, we're taking it back to the very, very beginning of how Adriel got this deal in the first place. Turns out that um, this had been in our system for a little while. Um, Hernando uh, had been trying to work it, but just had not had the success of reaching the seller Um, and there's a variety of reasons for it seller was going through a divorce with her husband and the property had came up because she was thinking of selling it and um, she had gone through some trauma with some family issue uh, trouble with her parents and so she wasn't in the right mind to sell and it was like several months later that I finally got it and that's the importance of being on top of your follow-up because uh, I mean on average it takes 8 to 12 touches of follow-up to get any kind of results when it comes to sales and in this particular situation um, all Adriel had to do was be consistent and persistent in reaching out to this potential seller. And, uh, you know, at, at this stage, the timing just wasn't right. I contacted her and she didn't answer the first time. She ended up getting back to me like a week later. And that is fairly common where reaching out to the seller initially has no yield at all. And sometimes when they are motivated enough, they'll respond to you. But keep in mind as wholesalers, we are not the only people working these leads or these lists or lead sources. There's plenty of other wholesalers out there doing the exact same thing. So, you know, when this person responded to Adriel, they had already been contacted multiple times by other wholesalers. So Adriel had to be prepared to deliver the conversation in such a way to separate himself from everybody else uh and uh i approached her like letting her know we were a family business looking to help those uh sell their properties for cash and a quick closing and that got his foot in the door he was able to through the initial conversations with this seller uh get her to meet with him at the property and of course being in a rural area 
outside of San Antonio, this property met pretty much all the criteria of the textbook definition of a problem property. And so Adriel talks a little bit about what that property was like. Almost half an acre of a, of a three bedroom, one bath uh, shell. And when I say shell, it's just like a couple walls up and, and there's an RV in the front and there's like a whole cattle gate barrier protecting the 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 pro, uh, property so this thing is in bad shape you know that's that's the easiest way to say this um but in this particular situation it worked to adriel's benefit to be there physically with the seller because the seller is completely aware of all the issues that are associated with this property she completely understood that a lot of work was going to be needed. That, of course, led to the initial conversation that, um, hey, what's the price point? What can we do to help you and get this thing done? And so we were walking about, and I was like, hey, the best thing I can do right now is now seeing it. The overall condition's a lot worse than what we thought because we hadn't seen it in person yet. So I would have to be in this particular price range. Would that work for you? And... uh, you know, at, she gave a little bit of pushback, but, you know, she gave me all the ammo really I needed mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the conversation that she was distressed. She was needing to sell quickly, mm-hmm. going through struggles and uh, a split with her husband. And uh, she was aware of how much had to be spent, not only in the uh, property's rehab, but just the demolition, taking things away. And setting proper expectations is key. It is absolutely critical when working these deals. And that's important business in general, but setting the proper expectations of what this deal is going to look like, not just to the seller, but eventually to the buyer. But in this particular stage of this deal, communicating to the seller that, hey, we want to buy your house and it may not be us. We could have a investor partner uh, be the end buyer. And making sure that all of that stuff is completely clear and then explaining what that process looks like. Just reaffirming with her what the process would look like and uh, saying, hey, we can get this on contract. This is going to let me open up title and they're ultimately going to let me know what's going on. I wasn't going to tell her like I had the answers for everything. And even in situations like this where the seller is willing to not just understand, but work with us. Um, That doesn't mean all of the negativity or the objections immediately go away. I mean, Adriel had some pushback on on a few things, such as... Butting heads with her husband about who would get what or whatever. And of course... She's like, you know, I needed to be at this price. And the classic. And she was like, well, I mean, I've gotten other offers before around that. And it turns out that not only did she have other offers, but... Most of the other offers were much lower than what we were offering. And additional to that, it turns out that she had already tried selling it to somebody else at almost half of what we were offering. But, and you'll find out in a moment, there was a reason why they weren't able to close. And it took a little bit of time for us to figure this out because the seller just wasn't talking about it, didn't disclose it. Um, But that's sometimes the way it goes. And ultimately what it comes down to is making that human connection. What is it that is truly motivating that person? How can we be 
of the most service to that person and solve the problems that they have. And in this case, that that situation was um, bounce back and recover from some losses that she's had and have some money in pocket for her kids. And so we touched back on that. I was like, wouldn't you feel great if we can sell that, sell this property uh, relatively quickly at a price that makes sense and, and you walk away happy and everybody wins. And I was like, that's what I'm looking to do for you. If that's something that we can make work. So we're off to a good start here, right? Uh, I mean, at least that's what we all thought. But like anything in a title state, has to go to title. Title needs to clear the deed, making sure that there's nothing that would uh, hurt whoever is going to be the end buyer from you know potential litigations or other financial troubles. Um, and I asked Adriel, you know, we we know that this took a long time, and there was a reason for it. But how long did it take you to find out that? there were issues with title. I think it was like within a week or two weeks. They're like, hey, they see, uh, is the husband still married? Are they divorced? I mean, legally, there's no divorce filed. So he has, you know, the rights on the, on his name's on the deed. I mean, it that's, that's kind of problematic, but it can't get any worse than that, right? So, of course, Adriel has to find out. So he goes back to the seller just to clarify and the seller explains to him and she explained that yes they were in a divorce but it was not legally uh filed okay so it's a partial divorce it, you know something that started but didn't finish and okay we can work with that so i mean that's that's about it right personal matters he was deported out of country well that certainly complicates things not only are we dealing with a unfinished divorce but a person who is in another country so, of course, Adriel has to go back and reiterate all the things that Title has told him about the situation with this deal and clarify with the seller that, hey, this is the stuff that's going on. How can we make this work? And, of course, the natural, uh, what you would expect from a situation like this, uh, the seller's response was, I don't want him to be involved in this or walking away with any proceeds or get anything. But the fact still remains, something needs to be done. So, Adriel being Adriel, um, went ahead and just had that conversation that sometimes needs to be had. And... Initially, the seller wasn't too happy, but this is what Adriel kind of explained to me of how that went. More of like, look, you don't understand. You're not trying to help me. I was like, look, I am trying to help you. That's why I am calling you and talking to you about this. I'm not the title company. I can't say what goes or what doesn't, mm -hmm. but they're our best case scenario. So if we're just going off of what they're able to find. I'm doing my best to walk you through it. And she, she understood that. And she was just stressing about a whole lot of other stuff that was going on in her life. So the fundamentals here is that we are still trying to understand the underlying motivations of why the seller wants to sell. And yes, there are issues, there are frustrations, um, but in these conversations, these are the ones you want to have early on, because as you overcome them, the rest of the hurdles just kind of get easier. But in this case, um, there was a little bit of something new that came up. As I mentioned earlier, that we learned of something that was kind of relevant, kind of important, and this is 
what we found out. She then opened up another story for me about how she had gotten the property on contract beforehand. And I guess someone was trying to get the property uh, sold as well and went ahead and gutted everything and that's explained why it was in the shell and uh, that they ran into this issue and her husband didn't want to sign and so we're like okay well this could have been useful information beforehand (laughs) well now we know right so the next thing to do obviously is get in contact with the husband or ex-husband whatever the situation is and get him to understand what the situation is so that we could ideally get his cooperation. So that's what Adriel did. He had that conversation with the seller, asked for the uh, husband's contact information so that title could reach out to him. And of course, this is what the seller has to say. Just, no, I'm not going to share his info. You know, I'll talk to him when I talk to him. So there's only a very few limited options left for us. And we went ahead and decided, let's just put this at title. Let's open it up and start marketing it. Get contractors to look at the property, get buyers to get interest and see what kinds of offers we're getting. So while Adriel is waiting for the seller to finally reach out and communicate to her husband, who's in another country in Mexico, by the way, uh, about this situation, we are actually getting offers, but they're quite a bit off from where we need to be, which means renegotiating the sales price. But what's that process look like? In this case, not only were there title issues, there's a divorce issue. Now there's a person in another country that has to be, that is party to this transaction, but I think it was like a a whole month that <laughs> a whole month of just I would call her at least three or four times a week maybe yeah. even a text message oh I'm super busy I can't talk right now I'll get back to you oh. so we're having activity positive activity on this particular deal uh, you know we're advertising and marketing this contract for sale and investors are responding in a positive way of course there is that discrepancy of price point what they want to buy it at versus what the seller is selling it at and you know we have to come to some kind of an agreement um, so naturally the seller would probably want to compromise right well Adriel finally gets a hold of her. And I was like, so this is crunch time. Um, If you really want to get out of this, one, we still need cooperation from your husband. (laughs) But two, um, we need a a, a price drop here to an offer that is uh, feasible for these investors, these partners that we work with. If you haven't noticed, there's a pattern going on here. It seems that every step of the way with this particular deal, there is some sort of issue some sort of challenge. In this case, now the seller refuses to do a price drop. So what do you do in that situation? We need that price drop. If not, we need more time. It was like a wager of, okay, more time for the price that you're asking, or we can make it less time for the price drop and, uh, and gave her those two options. So instead of resolving the issue outright, the strategy that was used here was buying some time to reinforce the concept or the idea that really the price drop is the only option that she has. Um, but there's still the issue of getting in touch with the husband. Like at, at this point, they're already two months 
into this contract and there has been no communication with the husband. And, uh, at, at some point, Adriel has to reach out and get her to sign another extension. And at this point in the conversation, Adriel has to reiterate to her that not only is he going to be persistent, but he has a certain level of determination for achieving a high quality of business service to make sure that this deal gets done. And he has to communicate that to the seller. And so I made it really about her, but I also told her, I was like, if it comes to a six month contract to a year sale, I was like, I am willing to do this for you just to make sure you get that much more. But if you come to hard times and you're ready to go, you can't deal with it anymore. And you tell me, Adriel, you know, I just need to get this done over with. Mm-hmm. That's when we need that price drop. And I'm letting you know that's that's your doorway to getting it out of, out of your hands even that much faster. So her response, let's get a two month extension. Now, that's not super exciting, but it is a compromise and a step in the right direction. We still have the deal. We're still getting interested parties. We're still getting offers, but at some point the tables need to turn. So what is that break? Where did that happen for Adriel? And this is what he explained it as. Month three, interested partner is on us now, calling us every day. Hey, when can I close on this? When can I close on this? And I was like, you know what? For this to really happen, for us to get our type of pay for the uh, work that we put in, we need a price drop, not just necessarily to make the property sell anymore, mm-hmm. but to cover all the time that uh, that we've spent on it. Right. And so now we're getting warmer titles, getting uh, more uh, consistent communication with her on uh, scheduling a date. Mind you, while all of this is going on, we still need to schedule a consulate appointment out of out of the country for the husband for when he does get in contact with us so not even he's talking with us yet still when he gets a hold when we get a hold of him we need to get an appointment so we have the extension we have an interested buyer we still don't have communication with the husband i mean this is pretty much like these are the same issues that are coming up over and over and over again, right? This is all that's needed. This is, if we could just solve this, um, there's, there's no other problems with this, right? Um, a big part of what was slowing down is she needed to get her RV situated and the RV needed to be moved. And for the first couple months, mm-hmm. it was, Oh, my sister's going to come pick it up. I'm like, okay, when, wait a minute, there's an RV on the property. It's completely non-functional. And somehow at this, up until the now, this has never been brought up. Um, okay, this is, I'm, I'm telling you, there is a pattern. This thing just progressively gets more complicated and more interesting. And at, at this point though, um, I think there's a slight turn in how this is progressing and Adriel had to explain it this way. So by the time this a partner was interested, he's like, what's going on with that RV? He's like, cause I'll take it. <laughs> so that's a little bit of good news, right? I mean, this investor is willing to get the property at a price closer to what we're trying to sell it for. And they're willing to take care of the RV issue. I mean, problem solved, right? So, well, you know, I, I need so much money here and, you know, my sister still wants to get the RV and stuff. And I was like, look, at this point, it's been a couple months and your sister still has not gotten that RV. I don't think she wants the RV. <laughs> so there's a bit of pushback. 
I guess that's expected with this deal. I mean, I, I keep saying it over and over again. There's a pattern. Stuff just keeps coming up and stuff just keeps happening. And it doesn't seem like Adriel is getting a break. And I mean, now the seller decides they're going to list the RV on like Craigslist just to try to get something out of it. So they get another extension because they're telling the seller, hey, she's going to sell the RV. That way, when you buy the, the property, you get it, you know, clear. There's nothing else on it. And now we're at a situation where here we are three months now. And I'm just being honest with you. I've been trying to keep the price point at what you needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Not because we're making a ton of money on this, but because you really needed it. So I was like, what can you meet me halfway uh, that seems fair to you? And she was, and I stayed silent for like a while. I was using the silence thing and, and it had literally gone by like five minutes, I think. <laughs> and I was like, hello, are we still connected? She's like, yes, yes. And I was like, okay, so what would work? And you know, I tried silence again. <laughs> She's like, well... And I was like, just to help her get across that finish line, I was like, can we come down 2000 3000 you know, mm-hmm. let's get me where I need to go. Um, and just to see if we can get that much more interest and action on it. She's like, okay, I can do that much. Finally, a breakthrough. And I mean, now this is the turning point, right? I mean, Adriel is, is, is finally in that clearance where he can just take off and get to the finish line. And all the while, we're still trying to get a hold, a hold of the, the damn husband. So, yes, this is an issue. But it's a step in the right direction, right? I mean, we're, we're making progress. And, and that's important. That is the key. As long as the deal keeps moving forward. So next step is how do we get a hold of this husband? And she was like, well, let me see. Let me reach out to him. Let me reach out to him. I was like, okay. How do you reach out with him? <laughs> because we need to reach out with him too. And this was a consistent issue throughout the entire process, even up to the point where we finally get a hold of this husband who, according to the seller, is not interested in signing anything, does not want to work with us, does, is, is potentially going to kill this deal. We found out that uh, you know he communicates mainly over WhatsApp because they're out of country. Yeah. And so I was like, what's his WhatsApp? I'm, I have WhatsApp also. And so we got his info, got that over the title. And here's the big moment. Is this deal going to fall apart? The suspense is just building after months of getting this deal extended, trying to work with negotiating the seller down, getting the buyer down to the right price, Everything is hinging on this husband. So I finally call him. First conversation. Hello. Like a warm, gentle voice. <laughs> Hello. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing, sir? You know, this is a Spanish, by the way, is a Spanish speaker. I was like, hey, how are you doing? My name's Adriel. Uh, you know, I'm working with your wife to sell your property. Um, and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, Adriel, I'm looking to, you know, speak with you. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you so much for helping us. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy is so warming, welcoming, understanding everything that I'm, that we're really talking about here. I was like, I do not see what the heck the trouble was of not yeah. talking to this guy two or three months ago. So this is good news, right? It's great news. It's fantastic. And I mean, we're, we're in the clear now, right, Adriel? Um, like as far as this deal goes, there's nothing else that's holding us back. We can, ju- we can finally do this, right? And I, by, by the way, I've never done this ever in my life. <laughs> so I don't know how scheduling a consulate works. Okay. So the only thing left is scheduling an appointment at the U S consulate 
in Mexico for this gentleman to go and sign documents. That's it. That's all we need left to get this deal done. So how do we do this? I was like, hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and get this appointment set up. I'm going to go ahead and call for you so I can figure out everything that you're going to need. And when I called, it was an operating system. It was like, set it all up online. I mean, all things considered, that's kind of a minor hiccup. Like, we, we can get past this, right? So I was like, oh, okay, I just got to go back online and get the seller's information. It's asking for his name, his, his date of birth, the city he was born in, the country, his ID number. Mind you, he's not a citizen. So it's like, this is all for U.S. citizen info. So I was like, okay, it's asking for a passport. So what do I do? Call him back. Do you have a passport? Nah, I don't have a passport. Okay, minor issue. We can get past this, right? We, we, we can keep going. We, we can figure this out. So I have to call the consulate. They're like, just fill in nine zeros. Yeah, no worries. Okay, that seems a little too easy to... Uh, to figure out. I mean, you've seen there is a pattern in this deal that there is a progression of challenges. It can't just be this easy, can it? We're reaching our closing date. We're like, all right, we got like three weeks to close this. Let's book your appointment. We got the guy, the appointment. They're like, we're emailing you all your documents that you need to print out and take with you. Do you understand you need to print these out and take it with you? Yes, 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 I do. He's like, great. All right, husband, have a good time. You know, good luck. We're going <laughs> to give us a call if you need any help. So Adrian goes on to tell me that um, the, the next day, the day that this gentleman is supposed to go to the U.S. consulate in Monterey, Mexico, that he texts him in the morning, gets no response. So the assumption is he's on his way to the consulate. So he texts him again an hour before the appointment. Then he texts him and calls right after the appointment. No communication. And then he texts him again two hours later. Still no contact. It's almost the end of the day before Adriel hears anything from this gentleman. Yes, he's like, hey. I was like, how did the appointment go? He's like, I didn't make it. <laughs> like, why didn't you make it? He's like, I didn't receive the paperwork. I was like, you could you could just told me that beforehand and we'll make sure we, you, we send it again for you to get it. So, another problem. Okay, that's fine. This is a minor problem. But as you can probably tell, this has been a very frustrating experience. Not only because of the situation between the husband and wife and the seller and the circumstances and uh, continuously having to drag this out because of uh, price point to some degree, but there's a variety of problems that just keep coming up. So what's the solution? Figuring out the, you know, like, like we've talked about already, you know, getting down to the real reason of why things are happening. And he did receive it. It just, it went to an email that he gave us that he forgot the login for. Oh. And so he, instead of letting us know that and giving us a new email right away, he spent the day trying to figure out making, to, <laughs> to make a new email, send that over to us. We're like, okay, we're sending it again. I booked your appointment in like two days. That was the soonest that they can see you. Okay. Round two. Let's try this again. All right, guys. So if you were in this situation, I mean, what would you have done? I don't think you could have done anything differently than the way Adriel was approaching this. And he did it with a, a degree of professionalism, I, I have to admit that, um, considering all of the frustrations. Do you have everything printed out now? 
Yes. Okay. Are we ready for the appointment? Yes. Do you know your time? Yes. Okay, great. I'll give you a call an hour before uh, your appointment that morning. Give him a call. Hey, good morning. Are you ready for your appointment? Yes. Do you have all your paperwork? Yes. Awesome. Do you have your labels to ship the original documents back to us? Yes. So we're off again to the races. Let's see if this time it can actually get done, right? I mean, we figured all the problems out, right? He's, all right, I'll give you a call after the an hour after the appointment. So appointment time comes. Text him. You're there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. Go to the notary services uh, at the consulate. And he goes, and I haven't heard from him now in like an hour, two hours, three hours. Text him, hey, how'd he go? You know, what's going on? Yeah. And finally get like a response back like an hour later. So it's been like a total of like four hours. I haven't heard from him. He's like, yeah, I didn't do the, the appointment. <laughs> I was like, what happened? This is one of those situations where you can't help but just sit here in disbelief and laugh about the situation. And he was like, well, they were, they were letting me know there was a fee. And you guys didn't tell me there, there was going to be a fee for the notary and service. A fee? Really? That was it? That was the only thing keeping this deal from happening? Just a fee? Well, luckily we were able to coordinate a way to get this thing done. Uh, what Adriel ended up uh, f setting up, I guess, so to speak, was having the husband cover that cost and then we would reimburse him. That way we could make sure that this thing gets done. But at this point, it's almost time to close. The next appointment they can see you is literally the day, like the day after next. And why is that important? Well... I'll have Adriel tell you. It's really because we only have a weekend to close. Like not even a week, like four days, Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, whatever we can make happen. Monday, Tuesday, we need to be closed. All right. Round three. Like they say, third time is a charm. This has to work this time, right? So, yep. Gentleman goes to the consulate and this is the results. Go to the appointment. Hey, how's the appointment? Appointment was well. Thank you. Awesome. Do you have everything to ship? Yes. Okay. Go to your FedEx. We, we got a, a label printed out. It's all paid. Awesome. Everything is going well this time around. So all we got to do is get him to ship this these documents back to us. So he goes to the FedEx and then calls Adriel up with an update. And then I get a call. He's, hey, FedEx is telling me that they're not going to be able to ship it till Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, we are down to the wire here, guys. This thing is supposed to close on Tuesday. We can't get documents by Wednesday. So what is the holdup with this? He said, well, it's a Mexican holiday. Well, considering that the husband is in Mexico, it turns out Monday, uh, the, the day that right before we're supposed to close this contract, in Mexico, it's Revolution Day. So, of course, like... Some things at times in the U.S. we shut things down, right? Same thing in Mexico, except they're shutting down, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So we need a way to get these documents to us by Monday so they're ready for Tuesday. He's like, no one's going to do it. He's like, I've gone all these different places. They're, they're saying no. Okay, now we have to get into creative problem-solving mode. What alternatives are available? He's like, but I've spoken with my wife and she can come down and meet me in Laredo and I can give her the paperwork there. Okay, well, that's a start. I mean, that's we, that we can work with that. And uh, I was like, well, how long will that take? Because it was, it was such a struggle just to get her off day to go into title and... Mm -hmm. And now she has to get an off day to go down there and get get the paperwork and be back by Monday. Mm -hmm. 
And so while she was frustrated figuring that out, really on the brink of like, look, I want to pull out. I was like, why are we pulling out? Just because this is hard, you know, we're going to have to come to it anyway at some point. So let's just take care of it together. I got you. I'm here for it. This is what I told you several months before. This is why I'm here Mm -hmm. to help you. And so she's okay. So she's back on board was planning to do a trip to Laredo and she was letting me know, you know, I, I may not be able to get the days off. I've already had too many days off. I was like, all right, well, I'll go down to Laredo. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go down there and I'll pick up the paperwork. I have my passport. I can meet him. So Adriel starts to coordinate how this can possibly get done if he has to go do it. And, you know, like anything else in life, you know, we talk about our day-to-day activities with those around us. Same thing for Adriel. You know, he had been talking to his family about what he's doing and, you know, their curiosity was at, they were asking him about, hey, what's going on with this deal? And then it turns out. Uh, This was like my uncle and my aunt. They're like, we actually have family from uh, Mexico. They're visiting from where that guy lives and they're writing a, they're leaving on a bus tonight. like, what time are they leaving? <laughs> I was like, all right, let me call this guy real quick. I was like, hey, sir. I was like, are you willing to meet a family member of mine? They can get the documents from you. You won't have to miss work or meet your wife. And they can get it over to me by Monday, uh, sun, Saturday, or if not Sunday night. And I'll have everything ready for Monday like we need it to be. You know, that's our deadline. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, no, I want to do that. He's like, that sounds so easy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And um the crazy thing since this is where it became relevant and why it took so long for him to communicate and travel to these appointments and stuff is he didn't have a car. Mm. So from where he was living was like a two hour transport to where my, my cousin can meet him or my family member. And so she took a two hour bus ride and they met in the middle mm. and they exchanged the paperwork and she had a bus at eight. Mind you, this is like 6 PM. She finally got the paperwork and had to take the two hour bus back. Mm. So it was like, Eight o'clock, she's arriving, and the bus was already almost departing. And she's like running, and uh, you know, luckily they made it through riding the bus all the way up here to the U.S. And then I got the paperwork, and it was such a hassle. And Monday morning, I remember walking into the office, and as usual, I'm here about eight thirty. Most people are here by about nine fifteen, um, but Adriel shows up a little extra early than he usually does, holding a yellow plastic folder with the documents and he was super excited because we could close we could finally close this deal and sitting down with him this was kind of his uh i guess final remarks but yeah that was the story on how that uh escalated from just a process of really getting everything over to the closing table to like the final stretch of just having everything roadblock us and how how, me in my head how do I get over this? Like, how do I accomplish this task? Yeah. Because I need to get paid. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a lot of effort here. And, uh, but yeah, we were able to do it. Everybody closed quickly, happily. I mean, relatively quickly from what we were projecting it to be. Well, all things considered. And keep in mind, too, that this deal took almost four months to complete. And this is the first deal Adriel has done while at Hilco, ever actually. So in this entire time, he has not gotten paid. So he's finally closing his first deal. He can get paid on it. And I mean, 
the sentiment, I guess, could really just be summed up in this one statement. But uh, no, everything was coming to the closing and I was like, get it out of here. <laughs> I don't want to ever see this address again. <laughs> but on a more serious note, um, this was a great learning experience. Um, whether you know you might think this was a bad or good first deal as a wholesaler, um, the great thing is Adriel is able to walk away with invaluable information you know the the experience of not just dealing with these hurdles but um adapting to changing situations and on top of that now he knows how to get signatures from someone in, a, in another country so if you have a deal and you need help with that let us know because we at least have one deal under our belt of experience that we could we could help you with um but ultimately you know the the highlights of of what adriel's experience was with this deal really just comes down to this first impressions are everything over the phone or even in person yeah, yeah. i think that's where i really want her over is that first initial walkthrough mm -hmm. i'm just like hey we're I, it can go smoothly or it can go really bad but just to let you know we're gonna prep for all of it you yeah, know yeah. and that's what we got to and so she's like, yeah, I know how hard you were working and you were willing and I can't say how much I'm so thankful that we were able to resolve this for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, I was getting ready to just quit and let it go and mm -hmm. not deal with any of it and yeah. just go on with my life. But now I have funds from the sale and mm -hmm. <clears throat> that big headache was taken care of. And as you can tell, this was a learning experience and a good experience as well for the seller. But... Let's not forget every wholesale deal has two sides to it, the seller and the buyer. So we didn't really talk a whole lot about the, the buyer side of things because for the most part, a lot of the buyers that were coming in had prices that weren't going to work for this, this deal, for the situation. But for the buyer that was really dedicated, that really wanted this deal, let's not forget about them. And Adriel talks a little bit about that too. But uh, yeah, I was just communicating with him like, hey, you know what? We ran into this issue at his appointment. Just to keep you updated. We're expecting the paperwork by this time next week. Mm -hmm. And then, um, hey, uh, there's another issue. I know you're frustrated hearing that. But again, we're trying our best and making sure that we're going to get this over to you as fast as we can. And uh, so, yeah, with the holiday and all that other stuff coming up, I think, you know, it, it can be stressful, if not frustrating for someone, especially a buyer who's like, I was set to buy this thing already. Mm -hmm. And now that it's taken more time, I may go buy something else, which is fair. You yeah. know, people can do that. But uh, we just did our best to just be as accurate and as honest as we could and just set the, exactly how you said, set the expectations on, with him. And ultimately, if he walks that's up to him <laughs> you know we can't hold or it is what it is. yeah it is what it is you can't hold anybody's hand or handcuff them to a deal or something like that so like with any deal in wholesale real estate anything in business um it it's nearly impossible to do everything on your own you need a team you need other people to help you out and in Adriel's case, you know, he had us, the Hillco Homes team. Um, we got a lot of help from the title company and the investors, you know, they get help from uh, 
hard money lenders and partners and other things like that. And, and speaking of hard money lenders, um, I do want to give a major shout out to Longhorn Investments, Jade Flores. She is the um, regional manager for Longhorn Investments of the Central Texas region. And um, they work, they do a whole lot with investors and and they are very transparent and they walk investors through the process, especially if you're a new investor and haven't done anything with fix and flips or, you know, buy and holds or any kind of strategy in real estate. Um, they're very knowledgeable and, and that comes in handy when you're working on really tough deals like this one. Um, you know, and we, we were very grateful that the team and everybody involved in getting this deal done, especially on the part of the seller and the buyer. And we, we couldn't have done it without their help, without their cooperation. And ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a people business. It's about connecting. It's about understanding the needs of each other so we can help each other out and solve those problems. And I want to end this little segment with uh, some advice from Adriel on what he would recommend to you. Ending message for you guys. Keep pushing. Don't give up. So there you have it. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Hilco Homes Deep Dive Podcast. This is a Hilco story. Um, I hope you enjoyed the story. I hope it brought you some value. Um, let me know anything that you want to hear about topic-wise, content-wise. Um, if you have a story you'd like to share with us that we can put on our show, let me know. Send me an email directly at mike, M-I-K-E, at hillcohomes.com. Thanks. Thanks.